Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, hello. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from the Get Savvy Club. As usual, I'm still Anita Baldwin and I'm still here with Anna Geary. Hi, Anna. Hello. You make it sound like a chore. I'm still here with Anna. <laughs> she, she has not turned into Michael Bublé. She's still Anna Geary. Why would you want Michael Bublé instead of me? Just the thing, first thing that came off the top of my head. Maybe it's because you know Christmas is like 80 it's days away or whatever it is. Like and um, he'll come out, won't he? Because that's what he does. He comes out near Christmas. Yeah, and makes like a couple of gazillion and then goes back then in goes again. Then hides away from that. January. Yeah. That's what we need, a gig where we just come out like, then again, you'll miss Christmas yourself, so no. Well, that um, Slade song, do, what's the Slade? It's Christmas. Yeah. That makes about a million quid a year. Yeah. Just from repeat plays at Christmas, Brilliant. don't do anything. Yeah. We need to win. passive income. We need to write at Christmas. Well, when we're, tomorrow we're going for afternoon tea with uh, one of our, our clients because they want a competition. So on the way, let's write a Christmas song. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's just because you're driving. I'll have to I'm do it. I'm feeling some rubbish. limiting beliefs. Some limiting beliefs here from you, Anita. <laughs> Back to business, just in case the number one Christmas hit doesn't pay off. Let's stick with this a little longer. So today we have got an interview with an awesome guy called Anthony Garvey. Now, Anthony... Um, just messaged me on LinkedIn and said, I listened to your podcast. I love what you do. Um, here's a bit about me. Can I be a guest on your show? So how powerful is that? And um, flattery, as ever, will get you everywhere. So I just went, yeah, great. Let's have a chat. And um, and we did. Because the thing about podcasts that are great is you can have a chat with someone, record a podcast, and if it's rubbish, you never need to release it. So Anthony, if you listen to this, you know that we liked you because we're releasing it. Uh, but actually, he's an interesting guy. He's had a lot of history in PR, which people think of as a dark art. And what's awesome as well, so the thing to listen for is this, is he gives in less than six, 30 seconds, he says how to do your own PR. So if you're a business and you can't afford a PR person, that's I'm talking about the majority of um, our listeners, I'm sure, and you're out there thinking I should do a bit of PR, listen to this because he gives you some really easy ways. Yeah, and do. bonus, he's got this lovely accent, hasn't he? Irish mm. accent. So. And he's doing a TEDx talk on, uh, what was it, how to present naked. So that's, that's worth listening to as well, isn't it? Anyway, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. I started off life as a, a journalist. When when I was only 18, I was uh, earning my, my crust working for the Sydney Morning Herald and uh, the RAN Daily Mail and newspapers all over all over the world. Basically from Sydney, Ireland. Sydney as in Australia, Sydney. Yeah, oh, and uh, the, the, the deal was this, right? My dad was a journalist. We're from a very artistic family. So my mother is an artist and she travels the world and does all sorts of modern art that I can never quite figure out. And my sister is a top fashion designer. So oh, I was I was either going to do pottery or uh, something artistic. But uh, because I have a bent for writing and I love writing and I've always loved writing, I ended up in uh, in journalism. And really, when my peers were still finding their way, I was earning 20 euros here, 40 euros there. And it all mounted up. I had uh, a nice uh, level of disposable income at the age of 18. And then I came to the UK when I'd finished my degree. I entered the world of public relations, or as my dad calls it, the dark side of journalism. <laughs> And really, really, I've been in PR ever since. My big job was running the PR for Scion PLC, 
When I started, there were 15 people working for Scion. When I left, there were 1,500 people wow. working for the company. So over what kind of time period is that? Uh, so, so I joined 19 in the mid-1990s, mid and I left in 2001. Oh, right. And then uh, uh, came back, came back to, the, to Ireland. I'd fallen in love, got married with, uh, uh, to an Irish girl, ended up living down here in Tralee. It's a small little hamlet. And I'm a city boy used to getting in cabs, mm. opening up folders to see what I'm doing. Sometimes my passport was in there and I'd have to fly to wow. climbs. So, uh, so very often that was the way that I worked. And suddenly I was back here in Ireland. Uh, uh, there were two jobs in the entire county <laughs> that were related to public relations and both of them were taken. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll start my own business. Always wanted to do that uh, a bit like the two of you. And it was kind of out of necessity, but also at, out, of, out of desire. And mm -hmm. over here, as in the UK, public relations firms, they tend to keep you on retainers. They offer long contracts. And what I offered instead was uh, you pay per coverage. So wow. we would sit down with the company. Where do you want to be? What magazine? What newspaper? What radio wow. station? If I get you in, you pay me. Otherwise, so you pay, pay for me. results, which is yeah. revolutionary in that industry. I imagine. Yeah, and uh, and listen, I listened to one of I listened to your podcast in the car. So I came across uh, one of your guests who said. Oh, and I ended up with this PR agency and they were no good. And yeah. uh, oh, I had to disentangle myself or I got this web designer and they were no good. Oh, yeah. Denny has the dating site. Yeah, she'd had a like, tangled web of getting to where she was, didn't she? Here's a tip for everyone listening today. If you remember nothing else from this interview, when you are sourcing someone like that, ask them to see... Uh, work from the last three clients they've done over the past 12 months and then ring those people yeah, yeah. Ring them and say how did you get on did they deliver on time did it work out all right and then you know that you've got a good one right yeah. rather than uh rather than someone who's pretending they've done work for someone see we always did that with our when we've recruited uh, Facebook strategists we've done that although they just give you the ones that they know will give them a good um, review don't they really so you almost want to go and find out who they're working with without them even knowing and just ring up those people if anybody ever used to ask like for a reference I'd like to just give the friend that I knew that worked there rather yeah. than the, the manager <laughs> the, key, the key is uh, do they have three friends uh, who, yeah, uh, who, who will keep you and it's over the last 12 months so it's in within yeah. a certain time period yeah. and work that they have done so you're able to see uh, yeah. immediately whether this person is reliable or up to scratch or not uh, and yeah. if you think about it when you're hiring somebody that's that's what you do but mm -hmm. when we're when we're taking on a contractor we very rarely do that well anyway mm -hmm. after I, I set up the PR agency but I'm um, I'm an entrepreneur really so so I uh, after a few years I discovered Toastmasters for people who enjoy public speaking or want to get better at public mm. speaking. So I'm going to say it's not all people that enjoy it because it's people <laughs> that perhaps they, they've got to do it. And of they're course, actually, man. I've never seen such scared people as some of the people that went along to that because they were like, Good for them. I need to get, I just need to do it. So I'm mm. not going to get on yeah. in life. I'm not going to get on in the, the whatever career they had or whatever, unless they get went and got good. So fair play to them. There are all sorts of reasons why people come along. It's a social thing, mm. uh, whether, whether people are retired or whether they want to develop an interest or, you know, we had a priest, a trainee priest 
come along uh, because he had to deliver a sermon and he was petrified yeah. about what, what, his, what his presentation skills would be like. Yeah. So they're all, there was a guy who came, and I, I love this story, uh, to, to our club, and he never said a word and he was soaking it all in and we talked to him during the break. He didn't want to speak, but he was trying to build up his confidence to ask a girl out on a date. Oh, did he do it? Well, here's the, here's the end of it. Uh, because after a while, he didn't come back anymore. And uh, I met his friend a couple of months later, and I said, whatever happened to that guy who was coming along to ask the girl out on the date? And he said, they're engaged. So Well done, are, him, yeah. I thought you were going to say he asked, and, she asked and, uh, he asked and she said no, and he was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter, she's 14, so she's up at age where boys are starting to be a thing. And she said a boy had asked her friend out and they'd laughed or whatever. And I went, don't forget, it's really nerve-wracking to have to come up and say, will you go out with me? And you're shaping how he'll be able to do that for the rest of his life. So don't you don't have to do that, but just be kind. And 14-year-old girls aren't kind, are yeah, they? Yeah, my so. daughter just gets so much attention like now because she's very loud and confident and things. So it's not like she's like, bloody looks like, I don't know, Kate Moss or something ridiculous. She just, she's all right. <laughs> Bad, isn't it, Mum? She's all right looking. But I don't, I wouldn't want us to listen to get a big head anyway. But she is okay. You know, she's a good looking girl, but it's more her, her confidence and her personality that people are really attracted to. And she gets it all the time. And then she'll come home and she go, oh, somebody else likes me mom and I do like that Anita I say look you've got to be kind to these people like and she's like yeah but why are they they're just my friend why are they all of a sudden and I think it's because she's quite immature for her age as well so I remember I I used to have it I remember I was mates with a guy called Ben and then he started sending me this like love letter with Garfield stickers on like, asking me out and I was like what's this all about and he was like oh and I like you I was like oh, just go and play rounders what's wrong with you so I think it's that different people develop at different times don't they I have two boys uh which are uh, probably a bit easier than girls and they're uh they're 12 and 15 so they're just approaching that whole area oh. and I'm sharing with them a, a lifetime of knowledge uh which uh, they don't appreciate, do they? No, no. All my daughter says, it's changed since then, Mum. It's not like that anymore, constantly. I'm like, yes. the world that. doesn't change that much. You don't have to ask parents anymore if it's all right and they don't accompany you on dates, Dad. It doesn't yeah. work like that. <laughs> well, I say, oh, bring oh. him around. I'm going to have a chat with him when you get a boyfriend. So she's going to put that off as long as possible, isn't she? Yeah. Look, that's the great thing about being a parent. And I'm, I'm so lucky because I'm uh, self-employed. I, I, I can make time. To, yes. uh, to be there uh, to to help them with the homework, to uh, to help them when they get up at night and they're not feeling well, and to uh, to look after them. I really am lucky, and I'm living in uh, Kerry, which is the most beautiful part of the world. When I arrived here in 2001, it didn't have great internet, but now it does. Oh and yeah, and uh, and Zoom has changed everything. So yeah. you can work with people anywhere in the world. It really is amazing, this technology. So, so you've had your own PR company for 20 years now. I have, and uh, but but I also teach people how to uh, how to present and overcome yeah. their their public speaking and presenting fears. So I go into boardrooms and I do one to ones as well with uh, with people uh, over the internet. Uh, and I write children's books. That's the other thing I wow. do. So, so I've done seven of them so far. Oh, wow. uh, they're they're well, all on the same kind of theme or all different? Well, there's there's six in a series. And, mm. and uh, what, what I wanted, what I began with uh, when it was in my head was that they, they might be made into uh, an animated TV show. So I started talking up the road from me. There is a university. 
and they have an amazing animation department. So we're working on trailers uh, for it at the mm. moment. And who knows? I mean, it happens to one in a million. But in this household, we are very much of the philosophy that you follow your dreams. Every day is different for me. Mm. Uh, and and the, the pandemic brought its own challenges because I was used to going around and doing book readings in schools, for example, mm. and all that went. At the same time, all the training moved online, which meant uh, you 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 had to be very uh, creative and adaptive. Yes, easier uh, to be boring on Zoom, isn't it? Hour after yeah, hour. but 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 look, uh, uh, next next week I'm doing a book reading in the UK, uh, and there are three and a half thousand children attending, wow. uh, which is awesome. Well, so online or awesome? In yeah, it's place. online. So the schools oh, cool. sign in, oh. and uh, the 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 schools have uh, booked me. I sent a note to the schools and said I'm doing this. The technology is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So I'm thinking, why can't I do this in America? Why mm. can't I do it in yeah. France, in Germany, in Italy, in Spain? There's no reason. Awesome. Do you still do much PR then or mainly? Oh, I do. Uh, I have a couple of big clients who I'm, again, uh, come back to being very lucky, the luck of the Irish. Uh, and because the book reading doesn't, uh, it doesn't pay very much. Mm. And while it's good for the soul and it's what I would love to do, Unless you're someone like David Williams, uh, you you can't really earn a career from from it. So it's uh, it's something that uh, when you hear p- children gasp, it really does uh, with excitement. It, mm. it it fills you. It 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 completes your day. Yeah, because kids aren't cool, are they? If they like something, they'll let you know it. And if they don't like it, they equally will let you know it. Uh, you know, there's no poker face with kids, is there? I, I mean, I've only I've only had one heckler in 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 my in, <laughs> in, in, in time, and it was uh, a five year old kid. Now, five five year olds too young really to be uh, listening to my books, but his mother had brought him along anyway. And he came in uh, to the to the uh, school with his mom, and he turned to his mom and said, "Is this book boring?" <laughs> that's the kind of thing my kids would say to me well, I started, to read, I started to read and then after about 30 seconds he said mom it is boring so. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile she was just dying sitting there exactly but that's yeah. it I mean uh, most people they're they're like uh, they're not scary but they're creepy so they're called grave speakers uh which is which is a nice little name and they're they're more they're inspired by if you ever went camping when you were younger and you had a torch someone shone a torch into their face and read a, a spooky ghost story yeah. so that's kind of what they're like they're about oh. six children who discover on their 12th birthday they have a special gift they can communicate with the dead oh wow interesting they are oh. but in terms of in terms of um uh, what you guys do i mean i'm i'm madly impressed by all of the tips that are bursting uh, out of you by the club that you've uh, organized and the value that you give to people the testimonials i looked at those yeah, the video testimonials you. they're all great it uh, has gone wilder than we could have even anticipated um so yeah we're just we're just loving the roller coaster ride that is Kesavi club yeah well, we love well the po- we love the podcast because Thank of the you. randomness of the podcast like you never know like obviously we've just been pumping out the the content we have no idea that like you're listening you found us on podbean didn't you and they because that's our like main platform so you can go on there and you can look at all the countries where and you can see how many downloads in each country and there's like 33 downloads in south korea and things like that and it just blows my mind well listen here it, uh, I'm, I'm always keen to add a little bit of value for for people who are listening around the world there are many many people who spend a lot of money on pr 
and yes. uh, they don't get the results that they want. Mm. So I'm going to tell you in 30 seconds, your listeners, how to do your own PR. Oh, cool. Awesome. And, uh, That's what we like. To, right. So, so what you do is. Shall I set a timer? You, uh, okay. Got uh, time. You, <laughs> no, you're right. Well, I'm just, well, give me the big, the big bit yeah. and it, it lasts three seconds longer. I'll have. <laughs> 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 anyway, you, you get a blank sheet of paper. And then you write down, hello, my name is Anthony Garvey. Fill in the blank, whatever your name is. And my company is whatever it is. And then in the next P, you, you say, do you have 30 seconds to talk? And then you write down, uh, based, based up upon uh, getting a yes from that, you write down what it is, the story that you're trying to sell. And it should be no more than two, two paragraphs. That's it. So what, what are you doing? What's new? What, what, uh, what's the story that you, you want to sell, that you want in the paper? And then you say, is that something that you, should be, that, that you might be interested in? And instead of emailing that, don't email it. Don't post it. Don't do any of that. Don't text it. Don't LinkedIn it. Ring the journalist. Old Call school. The journalist. Old yeah. school. So how do you get their number? Right. That's that. How that's, do you get their name? Anita, Our you, listeners you, might not automatically know. So yeah, no, they wouldn't do. No, I suppose I'm like an old school hustler recruitment consultant, so I can find anyone's number if I need to. But if you, so, yeah, okay. that's that's quite scary, Anna. Yeah, uh, but uh, if, you yours, want, if you want to be uh, in a particular newspaper, you buy the newspaper, mm -hmm. right? Let's let's start with the newspaper and go old school. You look through and you see who's writing the column that you want to be in. Then you have the name of the person. Equally, if it's a blog, you go online, see who the person is who's doing the blog. If it's TV, you watch the credits of the show at the end, see who the producer is of the show. Or if it's the radio, exactly the same thing. Once you have the name of the show that you want to be on, then you, you, find, you find their number old school going on Google if you mm. wish to, to be modern. Mm. And you bring them up and say, I'm, I'm looking for Anna Geary. Uh, I have a story here I, I want to send. Or you ring reception of their company and say, yeah. could you give me the yeah, direct yeah. line of so-and-so? Yeah. And often they just will. Yeah. Or you'll find, if you want to use modern technology, most of the journalists are on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why we Twitters. need to talk about To be fair, all of this, we can't, you know, you know something, but like, you've just not had the time to implement any of that stuff yet. That's, that's us, isn't it, Anita? Keep, you, do, mm. you do a pitch on a single sheet of paper. Mm. And uh, uh, all you need then is a good idea. And instead of waiting two weeks thinking, well, I sent him an email, is it going to appear? Mm. Do I have to buy? You know instantly whether it's going to appear and you can move on to the next one. Don't be yeah. disheartened. It's a bit like sales. So if they yeah. say no, try the next one on your exactly. list. Exactly. Do you know what? I'm going to do that with my dogs insane when he's lovely and calm in the house and we take him out let him off the lead and he runs around around barking runs really fast scares people and so i've videoed him and sent it to this channel five program about training dogs and then just sat and waited and you know what i'm going to use that tip i'm going to ring him up and i'm going to go sort my dog out over here just just to give you a flavor of how how quaint uh this part of ireland is um I, I got a call. I, I get calls from people who uh, who want to get in the media, and I um, got a call from this pharmacist, and he said to me, "Anthony, uh, I've got a story that I think will be the front page of the local newspaper." And I said, "Oh, great! Okay, what mm. is it?" He said, "I've redone the inside of my shop." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and when you woke mm. up, so <laughs> you I said, said, "Yeah." So I said, "Uh huh." 
and he said so uh, so so what what can i expect when can i expect the the uh, the media to come around do you know on one level that's so sweet isn't it it's my job then anita to to try and tease out of him if there's a story so listen to what yeah. happened next i said to him uh, so tell us a bit about your business. He said, well, it's, you know, a fairly standard uh, pharmacist. We uh, we do prescriptions and all of that kind of stuff. And I said, is there any anything uh, big at the moment? He said, well, generic drugs uh, are are actually quite quite big. You know, when, when the big drugs have come off patent, he said, people are coming in here and they are uh, buying a, a lot of drugs. He said, for example, Viagra. I said, yeah. He said... Uh, on Monday morning, he said there is a queue outside my door of pensioners who have their prescription with their generic Viagra waiting to get their, their prescription filled. And he said there are people on Zimmer frames and, uh, you know, with their sticks waiting to get into what, my What, Monday pharmacy. morning? I said, oh, my <laughs> they God. They ran out over the weekend. That's, that's no, uh, uh, because, because uh, over here uh, in Ireland, certain people, get uh, get uh, generic Viagra on prescription, but you get a limited amount of it. Um, and I said, that's phenomenal. I said, I can get you, I can get the, the uh, national news. Uh, uh, with, and can with I just check, news. excuse my naivety, Yes. are they, these people using Viagra for other things or are they just like randy pensioners? Is it the Randy thing? pensioners, <laughs> exactly. It is what exactly. I thought it was. <laughs> okay. So you Good know, uh, gives us all hope for the future, doesn't it? It does. It does, of course. <laughs> but uh, but again, looking for a news angle, there there he was looking to have the the uh, the photograph of the inside of his pharmacy done, which I facilitated because uh, I I was there on the day to steer. After they'd taken all the photographs, they took the photograph of the the inside of the pharmacy too, and that actually appeared here in the local papers, but that quaint little story uh, about pensioners fighting to get in the door to <laughs> get their prescriptions filled, that uh, that appeared elsewhere. So, Brilliant. you know, there's, it's funny. amazing just by talking to people what stories yes. you, can, you can get out of. Yeah, definitely. So do you work generally with a certain type of industry or bigger businesses or what? No, uh, no, really, really, from a PR perspective, it's uh, it's it's simply smaller, uh, small businesses. So anyone who has a story to tell, particularly if you 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 think you don't have a story to tell, you know, I can talk it through and we can find normally there's a story there somewhere that we can find. And then it's just about finding the right place to put it, packaging it up. Um, because nowadays the press release essentially is dead. Uh, what 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 people are looking to do is repitch things. They're looking to use video. They're they're looking to use different means of communication. So if you go on LinkedIn, uh, like uh, I, I now that I've followed you, I see you have lots of stuff on uh, LinkedIn. So I mean, I always think that um, journalists have a lot of space space to fill don't they um and essentially want to do their job in the quickest and easiest but best way possible so once you get that connection with that journalist and they get good stuff from you it's likely that they'll come back to you and you'll get more stuff in is that right it is i mean here the local paper here uh they they have to fill 50 stories a week 50. Mm -hmm. uh so that's 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 a lot of copy and um, if 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 I can send in a story that uh, I'm not writing it for them, but but basically I outline the bounds of it and and it answers all the questions that they need to know. You know the simple stuff: who, when, why, where, what, 
Uh, all of those questions are answered. Who are the contact details? What are the photographs like? Phot photographs are huge. Like you have some lovely photographs yeah, of you on the website, and you've clearly gone and got those done uh, professionally. That yes. makes a massive difference. A massive difference. You should. Yeah. You can get anything in the papers if you've got really, really good photography. So. And do you think that they are keener on like more negative? angles and I asked that question because a couple of years ago when we just started actually we were due to speak at Leicester Business Festival um, and we had like 50 people booked on to listen to us and then the venue we were using went bankrupt um, or the, the owner walked out or whatever three days basically before shut. and so we um, we basically um, went out and said who could help and the theatre opposite said oh you can have one of our rooms for free they were oh, fantastic yeah. it was a better room shout out fantasy. to the Curve Theatre and it wow. all worked really well. And um, lots of people were due to do venues there, due to do like birthday parties, business things, and they lost their money. And so the um, it was in the local paper and all about that. And they, the, I actually spoke to them. They rang me to speak to them. And I said, oh, what it means is that um, the Leicester business community are awesome. And they came and they helped and it all worked out much better. And so because I was quite happy and positive, we didn't get in at all. The rest <laughs> of it were people going, oh, I lost my 11-year-old's birthday money and all the people that wanted to complain. And that's what they made the story about. So sometimes I think if you come out with something that's actually this is okay, you, you don't get anywhere. You can find a way to be uh, to put a positive spin on most things. I mean that's that's what PR people do, and yeah, in in life generally, I mean if things things just happen, right? And it's the way that you react to them. You can react negatively and say, "Oh, the the world's killing me at the moment, and uh, this mm. didn't go my way," or you can you can say, "Well, look." That one wasn't meant to be. Maybe the next one is. And yeah. I'm constantly uh, trying things and doing new things, and some of them flop. Uh, but I'm getting negative, valuable information on on what to do to find something positive yeah. to go forward. So Anita and I obviously we help people like all around the world. We don't. We are based in Leicestershire, but that's irrelevant almost. Um, and we've spoke to PR people before, and they say, "Oh, you know, start where you are and get in the local news." And, so. and part of me feels like. Oh, why you know we'll just get into Forbes or like you know or psychology's mag or, or whatever it is because we almost don't I mean we don't go local networking really anymore do we because it's kind of like we kind of know everyone locally and things so it's your thoughts still go and get into those local um publications or is it better if you if you want you know more no uh, no no I wouldn't uh where do you want to be how do you see it growing how do you mm. see it evolving I mean you you have me uh, an international uh, guest on he says across yeah. the water in the Irish Sea, but uh, could could that be the the beginnings for you to develop partnerships by by reaching out and inviting guests from further afield? Yeah, we have guests from all over the place, don't we? We've had like you know Australia, America, America, America yeah. yeah, all over the place. Yeah, we're so. developing uh, partnerships. I I think uh, you know is 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 the way to go mm. uh, because if you work with great people, great opportunities emerge from that. So. Yeah surround yourself with uh, good people positive yeah, there's no point people. scratching no offense leicester community but it's no point in scratching <laughs> around like you know the, honestly because we do that and you know what I, I do get fomo because i've seen a few things that normally i would have gone along to in the last you know because obviously things are starting back now because of yes. obviously lockdowns going and whatnot have been lifted and uh, i've seen like the odd thing like a you know there was an awards thing and then there was another thing that i normally go along to which connected to a property thing that i do and i was a bit like oh but then I think no, Anna, because it's not. 
it's not what we want to be. It's not where we need to be or where we want to be if we want to take the business to the next level. So it's kind of that kind of. Yeah, got there are some events in go. London we're intending to attend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's obviously a bigger networking scene down there. You just got to ask yourself what what would where do you want to go, and uh, what what is it that would help you? Yeah. To, to get on that path. You know, mm. would would an award in London help? Would a, an international mm. award help? Would would it help if you, uh, if you, like a, a, I listened to a show on um, the radio and uh, the wireless, as uh, they, they used to call it in my day, and it's syndicated. So so you hear versions of it appear in uh, in different parts of the world. Is that is that a possibility? Definitely. Well, we have looked at awards before and... Um, kind of looked at someone to help us write them and everything but it's just never turned into anything yeah we've we got like finalists in them and stuff haven't we we've got but, effort. but to be fair to us though we started this um business october 2019 and in march 2020 we all know what happened so we've mo- yeah. the majority of our like we've been doing has been like on zoom you know has been where, where we've been we haven't been able to because even we said didn't we, when we were going for the awards i don't want to go for awards unless we had to go sit on one on a zoom and i, I was a bit like because um, that's a space that we kind of work and it's not well if you want to go to an award you want to turn up and dress up and be physically at yeah. that award because the networking that's involved with being there rather than I mean they they did their best and it was it was okay really wasn't it you could chat to other people it was in this really, kind of virtual yeah. sort of space but it was not the same as like you know again I was sat out. in this bloody room at this desk with my flamingo behind me but with a nice top on <laughs> because you're supposed to get dressed up and I thought well there's only the top half so I had like jogging bottoms on and a nice yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know you what I did do though i did what i do in normal events right which is i went because it had like it had like two floors and like one was where all the stuff was happening and i was like oh you can click a button and go to like this other floor yeah it wasn't um, on zoom it was on this special software where you could click yeah, yourself around into different so, tables and it was really good software to be yeah, fair yeah i did what or do like it's interesting to go and be nosy at like the other thing it was not there was literally nobody up there and then um one other person was then there and then i was like oh hey one other person like what what brought you here and they, they wanted to go and have a fag <laughs> So that's why, because they didn't want to like interact with people. They weren't wanting to have a fag. So they were a bit annoyed that they bumped into me up in this floor where no one else was. But I was like, oh, you can still smoke and like talk to me if you want. They were like, oh, it's just embarrassing. I just wanted to just have this fag and then get back. I'll send you my sister's number and she'll uh, kit you out for all your future uh, award ceremonies. But uh, uh, I should say you should be immensely proud, immensely proud. Take time to pat yourselves on the back of how far you have come. You really yeah. have done an amazing job. Oh, so. thank you so much. Thank you. You don't so know what I'm interested in in <laughs> PR is the other side of it. So, have you ever done anything? And I'm looking for some gossip now, obviously, where you like try and keep stuff out of the press. At least uh, 50 50 percent uh, of of what I do is managing stories that that mm. appear in the papers. You see, one one of the problems that that PR people they they become too attracted to the limelight, like a moth to a flame. Yeah. So the PR person is not the story. You're you're there to to do a job. So I'll uh, I'll I'll tell you a story then. Uh, I, uh, I I worked the the company that I worked for Scion. Uh, we 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 produced. We used to produce uh, electronic organizers and they were the precursor to the Apple iPhone. This really was an amazing company. And we used to bring in our sleeping bags and work overnight. We loved the company that much. It really was a fantastic company. Anyway, they produced 3,000 of these new machines and none of them worked. Oh, my God. 
And uh, I was asked to appear on a consumer uh, a TV show in uh, on the BBC. So I'll try and work out which one that was. Let's <laughs> um, think. But anyway, I I appeared on. But before I left the boss's office, I persuaded him to allow us to set up a hotline, and we would send a courier round and pick up um, any any of the uh, the dud machines and swap them over for one that wasn't working. Yeah. So when I appeared on this show, the uh, presenter who uh, was diminutive uh, said, to catch you out. Yeah. said, said to me, uh, so Anthony, 3000 machines and none of them working. That's not very good, is it? So I said, no, it's not. And it's wholly uh, unacceptable. And it doesn't reflect the millions of happy customers that we have out there right now now if anyone has got a defective machine if you look at your screen right now we will send round a courier to pick up your your dud machine and swap it out for a new one immediately and we're really really sorry and over the rest of the interview it was it was like an can't argue with that and the thing is they hate that though don't they those people because they're like damn they got the Yes. Fixing the yeah. problem. How is annoying that is really that? Reasonable I can't, like, nice. They're not know lying. Oh, I used God. to work at British Gas and selling electricity at British Gas on the phone to um, businesses. And if we were ever on like one of those consumer programs, it was a joy because like it was all negative about British Gas on there. But then you'd just sell more because no publicity is bad, bad publicity, and we'd just. I don't know well, whether it just got know. into Tell their heads. To Gerald Ratner, Gerald Ratner, whatever his name Gerald was. Ratner, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> it was quite yeah. bad publicity, wasn't yeah. it? Starbucks over here in the Republic of Ireland ran a campaign. Uh, so their uh, obviously their head of PR decided, well, we ran this campaign in the UK. We'll try it in the Republic of Ireland. It's it's bound to work just as well. And the ca- the the campaign was, tell us what makes you proud to be British. Is it uh, <laughs> is it the Queen? Is it the, the beef eaters? Is Lazy it marketing. Anyone could have spotted that coming, surely. So uh, it, it, it took about 20 minutes until that uh, campaign was changed uh, based yeah. on the, the, the abuse that they received from uh, people in the Republic of Ireland. But there have been some fun, uh, fun monumental cock-ups in that kind of vein, haven't there, where sure. they just go, right, we'll ask the public, and they don't even think about the fact that it might be negative at all. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes I wonder whether, um, when they purpose. don't pull the campaign, whether, yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. Like I saw, I think it was Walker's Crisps use, um, what's his name, Gary Lineker, and yeah. they had a picture of him and a board, and you could put your face on that board so it looked oh, like you were together. Um, and it's like me and Gary Lineker, and what's your favourite flavour of crisp or something? And people put like Fred West's face, Jimmy Savile's face, so he looked like he's got his arm around them. <laughs> just, just ridiculous. Oh, but you think, well, it still gets out there, doesn't it? Yeah. So is that company still going now? What with the advent of you know people don't use electronic organisers anymore because of phones. No, no, it's not. And it's uh, it's one of those great names. Like uh, when when I was uh, working. Working at Nokia was uh, was uh, now I know Nokia is still going uh, uh, before you start receiving emails, but it's not the same company at all. Mm. Uh, Motorola, uh, uh, all of these big names. So so no, it's not. It had some big decisions to make and mm. big bets to make mm. uh, in terms of technology, and if you put your chips on the on the wrong number. Or... Anyway, there are two questions we always ask all of our guests, which I'm sure you know as you listen to the podcast, and they are the first one is what makes you savvy. What makes me savvy, I suppose, is finding good people to work with around me. So yeah. I have realised that even though I run my own business, 
I'm not able to do everything. And there are some things that other people are better at than I am. Yeah. So and enjoy. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like a can't. There are some yeah. people who That's love what doing can't. Uh, you read my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Numbers, tax. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So find someone who's good at doing that if you're not and, and give it to them um, and, uh, and let them do it. So surround yourself by people who are good and yeah. then you will go far. And often I think when you're just starting out in business, you think, well, I can't afford to go and get those people. And the thing is, if you if you know you've got to pay out that money every month and because of people working on a self-employed basis, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, um, then you kind of know you've got to earn that money and it frees up your time to do that. And it just spirals upwards, doesn't it? So even if you oh, think you true. can't afford it, go and find one person to do something that you're not good at or don't like doing. The truth um, is you probably can't afford not to yes yeah and the second question is to recommend a book so a business book development book but something that you've valued and has helped oh sure well 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 look i'm always uh, reading books uh, and uh, they're they're from uh, i love business books as well indeed i'm writing one so i'm delivering a oh. 10x talk uh, next next month oh we never talked about that we will do that's all right uh, yeah. on uh, on how to present naked and uh, that that is how to present naked Yes, it's without notes, but the tease is uh, that uh, when when I was eighteen, I I, I worked uh, selling ice cream on a beach because oh, I've been an ice cream my, seller. My parents uh, said to me, "Look, you can stay." Well, it was only a week. My parents said, "You can stay for an extra week if you find a job." And this was in Spain, and the only job I could find because all the Spanish people were staying at home that year uh, was on the beach. And when I turned up on my first day, the guy said to me. Um, you're selling uh, ice cream on the nudist beach. Awesome. I was like, what? They're never as attractive as you want them to be, are they? It's not like Daniel Craig <laughs> lying out there. Well, but but I, I had to, part of the deal was I had to hand him my clothes, which oh. he... Uh, <gasps> oh, you had to sell, oh my God. Yeah. Did you? It was a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity. And uh, I, I, said, uh, I said, yes. So, so I did it and uh, 10 hours a day. Um, so it was a lot, a lot of work. Not sun cream as well, I imagine, in Spain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after, after 90 minutes, I had nearly forgotten that, uh, you know, I and the people in front of me were wearing nothing but our skin. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, uh, that's kind of the TEDx talk. I start with that story and then, uh, but I move on to how to teach people to present without notes or slides mm. or cue cards and how to do that. Because there are people who are terrified. That's a great skill. Terrified. It is. It is. But you... You know, even if you're asking someone out on a date uh, or if uh, your your team has been successful and somebody needs to say a few words down the pub or you're at a 21st or you're at a wedding or you're doing a business pitch or a sales pitch, you need to be able to speak coherently yeah. and confidently. And, and what's yeah. the key to that then in like the abridged version? So the, the key, right, the, the key really is, is the same as anything else, it's practice. Yeah. So people, people who turn up uh, and, and deliver these amazing impromptu speeches, oh, say a few words, go on, please, and they stand up and they deliver brilliantly. They have thought about it before they mm -hmm. leave the house. They've thought, maybe I'll be asked to do something. How will I begin? How will I finish? Will I put in those nice little stories? So they think about it in their heads beforehand. Mm -hmm. So practice is the key to anything. If you think mm -hmm. about it, when you're learning how to swim, you don't turn up in your bikini and throw yourself into the deep end. 
No, what you do is you take lessons, you practice, you get better. That's how you do it. So will you be delivering your talk virtually? Ireland is behind the UK in terms of reopening, but uh, but by uh, by the middle of October, and there will be 80 people, it's in a Shim um, which is essentially the uh, cultural home uh, of theatre in, in County Kerry. So oh. it's, um, it's a big theatre, and yeah, uh, they're, awesome. they're only allowed a quarter of the capacity, so oh, okay. eight people, so eight, and then, then it'll appear on YouTube. And Yeah, yeah. So how did you get that gig? Well, look, it's it's the same as same as anything else. So if you want to be uh, on a TED, TED Talk uh, or TEDx Talk, you, you find out where they're doing one. You come up with an idea uh, for your pitch. So, so I guess uh, my idea of how to present naked was eye-catching. Yes. Uh, although uh, if, if I really presented naked, uh, I mean, it might empty the theatre in, uh, in 30 <laughs> seconds flat. Just find out where they're on and they're, 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 just send them a note to say, listen, when you're doing the next one, uh, I have a, a TEDx talk. I'd be interested in pitching to you. So oh, yeah. look around the country for the one mm. near you. Send them a note. Uh, to say uh, do that and they will because they're always looking for uh, new yeah. ones then it's a case of um for me they they had i think uh 50 people who were interested but they were only taking 12 and so so you you have to flesh it out a bit they got me to do a three minute video no problem to me because mm. like yeah. i can i i can present standing uh, on on my head so so i did that and then they they uh, they had about 20 that they whittled down to 12 based on your your ideas and fleshing mm. it out and talking to yeah. you. It's about getting a really clever idea, like like you said, a spin on things, because you can't you can't just rock up and just do like a talk on whatever you fancy. It's got to be clever, hasn't it? It's They're got quite to strict, be like, aren't they? Because obviously yeah. they've got a standard to maintain. So. Yeah. Well, they yeah. are, and uh, like when you you got to be careful if you're using photography that 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 that, that it's you you own the rights of the image or it's sourced or whatever. Mm. So clearly, uh, I have one slide of a naked bottom. Uh, and uh, uh, the TEDx people sent me a note to say, do you own this naked bottom? <laughs> you, is this your image? Uh, and so I had I to... I have scurry. rights over the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I had to scurry away and uh, provide the error. Uh, it wasn't my bottom. Uh, it was a stunt bottom. And, uh... <laughs> Obviously, you wouldn't use your own. Everyone has a stunt bottom, don't they? So we never actually got to the book you're recommending. Oh yes, yeah. Well, well, look, I, I read lots, lots of business books. Mm. So I'll just give you the the business book that I'm reading at the moment. Yes, uh, which is the Giant Within, uh, that old classic from uh, uh, Tony Robbins. And uh, I I tend to flick it open. Tony Robbins, they're big, huge, thick books. But every time I open one, there's always something in there that makes me think. And that's why why I love people like him or Brian Tracy. Uh, who are who are really amazing entrepreneurs that you can dip into, yes. and pick up something for. And uh, I think for me that kind of character I'd have to dip into because as a whole he's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sat down, sat down and uh, and, and read the whole thing, or there's mm. there's there's a piece on Netflix uh, which is really really interesting where he no. invites the cameras in to look at the shows that he runs. So he, uh, yeah, I think I've seen has, that one. Yeah hundreds of people at them and they all pay you know five grand or however much yeah. it is so, so it's a big enterprise but it's very interesting watching behind the scenes he's very successful at what he does and a, a big big client base but you know equally he he's had his own challenges so if you read yeah. read yeah. up about, uh, about what's yeah. happened uh and the challenges he's faced i just think of tony Robbins like as a cartoon he's almost not <laughs> a real person anymore do you know what i mean because it's like 
I don't know. We have had his we've had his um, son on uh, the podcast, oh, Jared yeah. Robbins. Yeah, wow. really, I, I yeah, he was a really yeah. nice guy. Anthony, you didn't tell us what your books are called, so let's. Sure thing. Uh, so, so the, the the they're for children between eight and twelve, and they're called Grave Speakers. So you can oh, go on to gravespeakers.com, G-R-A-V-E speakers.com, and and you'll see them all there. A series of six. If there's any mm. anyone listening who thinks that they can help uh, to turn them into an animated TV series with me. I'm going ahead to do it anyway. I kind of yeah. fly all into the distance mm. and uh, I'll, I'll be armed with my my trailers to come see the TV shows. It's written obviously by me. So I'm I'm writing the things that I like. And I had my two kids yeah, in way. bed listening to me, critiquing each chapter as I put it together. And uh, they're, they're a brilliant if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome so what a really really interesting guy um got on really well with him i'm gonna be you know keeping an eye on him and what he's up to the children's books sound really interesting my um, son is right in the middle of the age range so i'm gonna check out some of those books and i actually followed up uh, because i think he's gonna come and have to do a bit of a masterclass in our um, academy oh, as well. Yeah. If you're not in the academy, lose us. You won't be able to hear me. <laughs> well, you will if you join the academy. Um, we yeah. actually we need to do we even put the link to join the we will. Let's do that to today because you can join. It's yeah. an awesome membership, monthly yeah. membership, and it's the best way um, to work with us on a monthly. We won't basis. say the price However, because the price, do, whatever the price is, when you get at in. That's what it will be. Get at in. Like. Get at in. Get at in. Get at in. Get in and, at yeah. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> yeah, we're whatever. gonna put that line in our, in our yeah. new Christmas number one. Get at in a savvy Christmas <laughs> holiday time. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> you can play the bells, yeah, if you want. I've got bells. Love you. Bring them for tomorrow in the car. But um, yeah, he's he was a, he was a great guy, and yeah, I'm pretty sure by the time you listen to this, or if you, yeah, probably you could um, Google his TEDx, and it'll be shoved on YouTube and stuff, won't yeah. it? as well so yeah yeah anyway great. enjoy your day yeah or night or whatever time of day it is you know wherever you are and if you're interesting and you think you'd be a good podcast guest send us a message you would like us we're interesting we are honestly um, told you, you want, us, it, want us on your podcast or speaking at an event or anything like that you can reach out to us do it now because soon we'll have a christmas number one and you'll never get us will you yeah. so best do it now See you all soon. Bye. Stay savvy. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.